Comic Hi guys, Michael, can you believe it? It's episode 12 already. Uh, that's one, I know, time flies. Now, although it's not really the one year anniversary yet, because that's more next month really. Yeah, people obviously, it's Comics Unity, will remember us. We originally started, Michael, was it May 2017, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, it was around when Wonder Woman came out. Yeah, April, May 2017. Yeah. And then, under circumstances beyond our control... Yes, we, then things happened. Yeah, we had 18 more breaks, so... And, uh, but, but we have a schedule now. Yeah, we have a... Yeah, don't always quite go to plan, but... <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, there's contingencies. There is, oh yes, plenty. And what's good is, um, I did this episode 12 and I'm shocked. Actually, we've got that quite quick already, haven't we, so... Aye. By the way, of course, introductions. Andy and Michael. Now, Michael, we do have a change in the running order this month, don't we? Ooh. Now, we're not going to tell anybody yet, but hang around to the end of the podcast. There's something different. Because as it's into our second year, we've just had to mix it up a little bit, haven't we? Indeed. Now, we're, I'm not going to say anything else just yet. The hint will be there's going to be a new feature that doesn't just feature me and you. Yeah, there's um, there's things afoot. Yes, and I know. The game might, is afoot. And so. uh, there might be a second feature coming aboard in later later episodes as well. Mm-hmm. But we'll come on to that at a later date. But anyway, the news time. So <clears throat> Now, unfortunately, this month, I've not actually marked these down, but all we've done all our news in. So uh, I'll just do the first one, read it yeah, out. Yeah, we'll just go with it. We'll just go with it. We'll take it as it comes. Yeah. Okay, I'll do the first one, okay? First one's about um, a series, the OA. And I know you've not seen this no, series. No, I, I saw it around, but I haven't... <laughs> Well, I sat for it with a mandarin. They, they never seemed to catch on, if I'm honest. Yeah, it was one of those ones, it's a funny one, because they spent a lot of money on it on Netflix, did it? Yeah, it is. It, does, it was a worthy series, more than anything else. It does seem to be one of those that... Uh, yeah, it does seem to be one of those that they spend money on, they, they think it's going to be a big series, but never really catches on, never really gets a yeah. fan base the way like Stranger Things has done. True. And it's interesting enough that, obviously... Get onto the news, but it's been cancelled by Netflix, of course. Yeah, two seasons now. The ratings I've been researching is quite a lot, and um, the ratings were very, very good in the first series, but it nosedived by something in the vicinity. No specifics, of, though, because no, Netflix don't release no. their specifics. But the rumor has it, it was some of the specifics that lost two thirds of the audience on the second series. Good. And it was, if I'm honest, I, I thought the first series was pretty good, but it was second one, it didn't happen. Was enjoyed. it one of those where? <laughs> Was it one of those series that could have benefited from the uh, Good Omen style of thing of just telling one specific story for one season and then, right, that's it? Yeah, I think you could have done, could have done. But what that meant was it was all whispers and Chinese whispers and hints or anything else, and it was weird for the sake of being weird, and that's <coughs> why. But what's interesting about it is, um, and this is what I've not told you about this one, because is um, obviously it was originally designed to run for five years. And yeah. it has apparently reputedly annoyed the two people that were created, co-created somewhat. But there's been a feature gone in Time magazine this week, actually, or last week, where as um which is stating that there's a big rumour going around, there's all elaborate publicity stunt that Netflix and obviously the two co-creators all apparently co-contrived just to try and get some interest in a couple of third series. Well, the program itself is full of, like I said, it's full of rumours. Anyhow, this piece, you don't know things, so. Was it planned for five 
five yeah. years by Netflix or the co-creators or was it both? Both apparently. Okay. That's why then they then they pulled it because obviously, and I it was a, it was a one of those ends why it had really. If that is an ending where it was like you're thinking, oh for goodness sake, you're just gonna start get going now, mate. Do that. If it is um, a contrived thing to try and get people watching, I can see it backfiring. Yeah, I can. I don't think it'll happen. Don't say it's done. It's done. And the thing is, it's one of those. I don't know. I don't know how well that didn't work in the first place. Just because most people will go, oh, it's been cancelled. All right, well, I'll watch it anyway. Yeah, exactly. And with it being like Netflix exclusive. I can't see any other net channel picking it up anyway, so it's over. So let's move on anyway. So right. it did. It was funny series anyway. So all right, do you want to move towards the second bit of news, Michael? Uh, yes, Paramount. Teeping, not teeping. Yeah, Amazon and Paramount Television are reportedly developing a series based on the 1997 film Event Horizon. Yeah, I thought it was a long time ago I saw that film. Yes, yeah, I, I same. Yeah, I remember it being very. Horror based. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's why it's all those ones where it's a surprise it's coming out with a TV adaptation so many years later. Although there is later bits of news that's even more <laughs> further back on that. So Yeah, it's um the original director is uh, Adam Wingard is going to be executive producer and possibly direct. Yeah. He is currently working on um Godzilla vs. Congo. Yes. So it, 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 was, it makes you wonder how far in the future this is going to happen. This could be the next project after Godzilla and Kong finishes. Possibly, but but we will see. It does say he is ex- executive producer, though, so, I will, so I'm assuming that there is someone else who's going to be showrunning. Yeah, and certainly on the notes I looked around on it, there was no casting. Rumours that Sam Neill is coming back on board, but that's only that, rumours at the moment. That... I, I can see that just because he is doing TV now yeah, with um, he does tend to do and stuff. He's a very, very busy man, Sam Neill, as well. So. Very good at Peaky Blinders. Oh, oh, yeah, I believe so. But there's no other news casting, no other interviews like that. So, But no release date, so it's wait. It's one of those ones that could be just rumoured. We'll uh, give you more news as we get it. Have you seen on the next bit of news, The War of the Worlds trailer? I have. The BBC version. The BBC version, version yes. The 2019 BBC version. Which should have come out on reputedly Christmas time 2018. Oh dear. Yeah, and but there's been um, everything that do you want to reveal the casting to people? The main four people have been announced the casting. Uh, Eleanor Tomlinson as Amy, I don't not too familiar with. No, I don't know her. Rose Spall, I've seen Rose Spall in a lot of things. Oh, as very good. Uh, George. Yeah, the game be really good now. Rupert Graves as Frederick. Yep. Rupert Graves I've heard, I've heard the name anyway, like you have Yeah, you? I think he's the guy from Black Sails. I've heard the name, certainly, so yeah. he's done stuff And before. Robert Carlyle of Ogilvy. Oh, that's a good solid cast. I've had a I good say solid that's cast. a good solid cast. Yeah. The problem was the, the rumour going around with it is, uh, oh, um, is that there's talking special effects, they have trouble with them, and it looks like they've doubled, that's double the budget. That's why they've been, there's definitely been a problem, they should have been out last year. They've had to go back and reshoot to find back to the special effects. Yeah, that does... That doesn't bode well if no. they had to. Um, there's one of the guys that did behind Doctor Who, Peter Hartness, isn't it? Uh, he's, it looks did... like he's been directing it. Ah. That's why, so. That's why. So it looks like it's... It might, might be good, it might not. The trailer looked... The trailer definitely was retro, wasn't it? So. Yes, it did. In my personal opinion, it looked better than the Tom Cruise film. Yes, but anyway. 
As comics unionism, we're always positive. We are, we are. Or we try to be, but yes. We are. Yes, it did look I will better. point out the logic of during that film when some guy gets sucked up by one of the aliens and no, and they do nothing. And then Tom Cruise goes up and everybody goes crazy to save him. Yeah, suspicious really, so I said so. It's just one of those films that has a few, a few plot holes in it. A few yeah. plot holes inside the manholes, definitely so. Right, okay. Next bit of news is on Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, and this does this, this over to you, Michael. But it does, this always, does look interesting. This the always interesting Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. They they're, they're doing a new TV series. Yeah, it's the first one in a while, as well, isn't it? It's in space, I think. Yeah, space was the last one, and it's in space was what 25, 20 years ago. More even now. It was definitely early two thousands. Oh, was he in there? Yeah, that's pushing twenty years ago, isn't it? It's so, definitely early two thousands. <laughs> Because they oh, did, because I'm sure Shaun and Dead was like 2005 ish. Yeah, and the Shaun and Dead came on, say, after Space finished, didn't it? So. Indeed. Yeah, Indeed. so I mean, the biz- it's good, good, good news here. Do you want to tell, tell people what the series is about? Uh, like? Truth Seekers. Yeah. For Amazon, they're doing it's a comedy horror series about a couple of paranormal investigators. Hmm, that's interesting then, certainly so. I know, obviously, they're co writing the series, aren't they? Two people called Nat Saunders and James. I wonder if I try and pronounce it. James Serafinowitz. I wonder if he's related to Peter Serafinowitz. I don't know who Peter Serafinowitz is. He was in. He, he is. I think he's friends with Simon Pegg at Fox. He was in. Um, Sean and Deli was there. Th- the third housemate. Ah, yeah, Bob Zolan. Bob Zolan. It's also in Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy as well. Yeah, obviously, like I said, there's a big report of Variety magazine saying that the pair will stake out haunted churches, underground bunkers, and abandoned hospitals using arid homemade ghost detecting gizmos and share their adventure on an online channel. So it sounds like it's going to be yeah, I think it'll be probably a good laugh this actually. I wonder if it's sort of a take on those Derek Akora shows and stuff. It sounds like it, doesn't it? Straight away, so. Or will it be the sort of thing of to sort of um, have a go with paranormal investigators actually run into something real? Yeah, I think so as well. I was just, we just in the episode of Supernatural recently, Amanda actually. Ah, the ghost chasers. Yeah, the ghost chasers. That's the main thing. Oh, the ghost chasers. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking then. Yeah, that's definitely. I said it makes one of them on the top territory. Probably a good, really good class, this, so I think so, definitely so. Um, I've seen additional notes then. I've got seen the rest of the cast, and I didn't know anybody in it, so I'll read the names out oh, to okay. you. I'd, again, the ignorance for everybody. I don't know who these names are. Samson Kayo, Susan Wakamo. Julian Barrett, Morgana Robinson. Julian Barrett, I think, is the guy from Mike Bush. Uh, I want to know now. Um, Morgana Robinson and Kevin Eldon. I, I recognise the name Kevin Eldon. I don't know what from. And it's Julian Barrett, it's summer of 2020. So. Got a, Julian Barrett is, I think, one of the guys from uh, Mike Bush. Uh, I wouldn't know. I've never, I've never seen Mike Bush. That's what. Well, it's obviously, they're, they're raising the bar and definitely so. What did you reckon to the news about next bit of news about Ben Wheatley? And his staying with TV series. He's a very busy boy. Yeah, I was listening to the podcast of him. Obviously, did Empire Magazine recently. He's a rat. He's a he's a rat one. Him he is. He's a very very funny man. He's yeah. He's a just finished your film Rebecca, the Jane Austen film. Or oh, Amazon that was. He did, I think he did some um, Doctor Who episodes. That's the one. Yeah, well. he did. And then um, we've got a new six-pack zombie drama on the way in Channel 4. And, and of course, uh, Free Fire. Yeah, that was a busy Monday, so 
Now, he's also got um, he's also <laughs> Lara, a Lara Croft there. Yes, the, 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 uh, the, I'm, I'm more excited for the sequel than I was for the first one. That's one of those, one of those ones where... It's alright. I watched it, it was alright. Yeah, I mean, because in one way it wasn't much cop, so that's why, but... Yeah. I'm, I'm more excited with Ben Wheatley directing the sequel. Yeah, it's, it's, it's up in the game on it, certainly. Now, TV series we're talking about here is, is called Generation X. Or, no, Generation okay. X. Generation, Generation Z. Z, sorry. And this one's a zombie drama satirising inter- intergenerational divides in the UK. Now, yeah. that's quite an interesting topic to have straight away. And it looks like the series... It's also, it is, it's definitely Ben Wheatley's kind of thing. Yeah, it does. Now, there's a quote flying around from its producer, George Faber. I'll read the quote out to you. And you've got obviously you can read as well. I'll make myself quoting this. What's happening in the UK right now is a slow motion civil war, says Faber. Our political class has found a way dividing us right down the middle. Politics has come hard and also as is them. There is no middle ground, which just leaves you with the living and the dead, effectively. So it's clearly going to be quite a political satire then, so. I, I think it's very timely. Yes, I do with as well. certain things going on. Yeah, I do as well. It's um, it's going to be a fascinating series, like I said. So, and it's um, all kinds. Of, it's worth reading up on the series because we're not going to. We could, I could spend quite half an hour reading the notes I've got on this. I'm sure you could read the notes you've got on it as well. Yes. But tell people, it looks like it's somewhere. It's expected to be shot next year, just after Christmas apparently, and expected to be brought because you know, late 2020 or 2021. I, th- I think it could uh, be very interesting. Yeah, it looks like a TV channel sort of offering program, really, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. So that's why, so it should be interesting. Um, there's, another, there's another executive producer missing, there's Mark Pannibus as well, if you heard of him. don't think so. No, George Faber's also listed as executive producer as well, <coughs> so don't know who they are, so. But anyway, I think it's going to be serious to watch next year. Anyway. Well, he's, he's writing and directing. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Onto to Netflix series. Now you like. Indeed, uh, Stranger Things has been renewed for season four, which we kind of all knew was coming after season three. Yep. And I, I personally think it's the best of the three. Yes, three. I've loved season three. It's my favourite. Yeah, I, like, I, I thought season two dropped a little bit in quality. Yeah, a little bit. It was a bit too... It tried to repeat season one, but season three took it in a different direction and I thought it worked really, really well. That's why I saw. Yeah, um... Uh, there's also a teaser trailer which I haven't seen, but there's a. There's nothing. There's about ten seconds. Yeah, there's a clock visible on a tree which seems to be stopped at twelve thirty. Yeah. And it's interesting that some fans have been reading into this as a potential teaser of the release date of the forthcoming season. Which it, that could say that if that's going to be December the thirtieth, but there's a rumor going round. I don't. I definitely don't think it's from December the thirtieth, unless they've been constantly filming. Apparently, the rumor is going round, and is is that they might be wanting a Christmas issue episode. Unless possibly, that is very possible. You think they've had two? Obviously, the the three seasons so far have all been on like various bits and pieces, haven't they? So set on big public holidays in America. Yeah. I would love to see a Christmas season. Could be great for Yeah, I, I think if they do a sort of short, uh, sort of two hour and a half episode, two hours maybe. Mm. Yeah. Sort of a mini film thing. Yeah, yeah. Definitely good work. Now, um, a couple of other bits of news here as well. As there's been some pictures flying around on the net, and I've not seen them yet. Where apparently 
Hopper's car has been seen on set with some pictures. Well, that, that is the rumour with, with the cheese of the American. Yeah. Exactly so. Um, the full cast have been announced again for next season as well. Obviously, minus Hopper. Well, Everybody well, else survived. To be fair, to be fair, um, it doesn't necessarily mean that he's in it. It could be flashbacks. Yeah, exactly. It could always be flashbacks, so we'll have to wait and see. And um, the other one of it is, um, is not in the cast for next season, but apparently he is coming into it. Is Brett Gelman, if you remember who he was. So. He played um, the conspiracy nutter. Murray. Oh, Murray. I like Murray. Yeah. He's apparently, he's going to be back for a few episodes next season, towards the second half of the season, not the beginning. He, he added a lot, of, a lot of madness to it, really. He, he added a lot of comedy as well. Yeah, and it worked really well, that did, because there were some especially, really good scenes in it. Especially with um, Hopper. Oh, yeah. Loved it. The favourite scene that me and Amanda loved was um, when... Um, yeah, song and dance routine just got all kicked off. At the ah, end. yes. Yeah. And that was absolutely superb, that was. And it was just, and it was into that, I forgot the actor's name, the old lad, the chubby lad. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, it's a man, but like. Yeah, I can't remember. Well, apparently, before he came on to Stranger Things, he'd done a load of work in Broadway. Yeah, he is a, he is a, has a um, musical past. Yeah, definitely that one's, I thought, excellent stuff. And that's a good question. I reckon they've got two seasons. Definitely like nearer the time, guys, because we'll say it straight away. We're going to do see, we're going to do a spoiler special on what we want to see in season four. But that'll be next year, not this year. If it comes out, if it comes out December time this year, we're going to be for kittens because we'll, 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 we'll see. Yeah, definitely. Right, last bit of news we're going to touch on for part one of this is um, did you ever see um, the original TV series of Gorman Gast? I saw bits and pieces. Yeah, it was a long time ago. I haven't seen the TV that they bamboozled me a lot of the ways. Like I said, but it looks like um, the, it's going to be getting remade. And it's going to come on Showtime. That's why, so. But it's like... Now, if anyone doesn't know what Gormagast was, it was a book series by Melvin Peake about the inhabitants of Castle Gormagast, a sprawling, decayed, Gothic-like structure. And it was um, basically three novels and a novella. Um, and so I know, correction, the fourth novel was coming after he died. It came after he died. But basically, it's all very like about a decaying sort of empire. And basically, it was like um, a young lad that comes on board, an orphan, and he, was in, and he corrupts everybody and sends everything to free fall. And then the, the person standing against him is a little baby at the time, and he goes, and you can have some teenager for a period of time. Now, but it's gone. I don't know if I want to see it, Trooper told you, because the first one was difficult. first version was a difficult one to watch. But the, it's gone being given probably reputed a script to series order of Showtime. And the writing is going to be opened up shortly. And um, I said it's a very, very difficult thing to do. But there's meant to be quite a few people going on sport, going on looking at the room. Showtime did an interesting one. Yeah. Because I don't believe they've done any big shows before. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. If you'd have said HBO or Amazon or Netflix or someone like that, I would have probably believed you. But Showtime's a bit weird to me. Yeah. I haven't played a bit of an odd one. But like, if you look at the cast of Toby Winehouse, Winehouse, Whithouse, I should say. Yeah. I know from Doctor Who, tons of gothic stuff. He's going to be serving as executive producer and showrunner. Then you've got, like, Neil Gaiman's coming on board reputedly. Then uh, Avida Goldsman, Dan Delito. Yeah, Avida Goldsman is um, hitting me, shall we say. Yeah. Then you've got tons of other people like that. Oliver Jones. 
Barry Spikings, David Stern also does that executive produce. That sounds like David Stern kind of did the Soprano. I think it was, yeah. So like, it's, you look at the cut, the, the cut, the crew people there. Exactly. Like if it get, if it gets going ahead, it could be quite an interesting series to watch us because. I know Neil Gaiman's gone down the record. He does love the movie Pete books. Goldman Gast. I know he does so. Big influence on him. So it could be interesting. That was not surprising. Uh... Yeah. Well, that's all. Yeah. All should be revealed. Right, guys. Yeah. That's the end of part one. Bear with us. We're back in a few minutes. And we've got quite a bit more to go yeah, through yet. Say wave at the camera, Michael. Bye. Bye. Hi, guys. Hello. Part two. Oh, straight over to Michael now, about uh, one of our favourite series of the moment. Yes, uh, Stumptown, which is based on a uh, Greg Rucker book. I, I, and you, you know I love, if you've listened to previous podcasts, you know I love for Greg Rucker. Oh yeah, absolute genius Greg Rucker uh, is. And the, uh, they've developed it into a TV series which is going really well. Yeah, I'm really liking it. So. Me too. Me too. And Amanda does as well. Now, I was interested enough with that. I didn't. I knew it'd been in development. I didn't know it'd actually come out until you rang me up. Well, I didn't know you Facebooked me, didn't you? Say? Yes. You don't uh, tell people the funny story behind that. Go on. Um, I, I flapped and I can't remember. Well, you messaged me saying, "Quick question oh, on the yeah, Greg yeah, yeah. I said, "Yeah, Stumptown. Is it any good?" I said, I've never read it. <laughs> one of his few, what, his few creative ones I've never yeah, read. Yeah, it is one of the few you haven't read, which actually is kind of good because then you get to enjoy yeah. the series. Because yeah. and... Greg Rooker himself, anybody knows him, he writes fantastic female leads and characters in comics. And um, his creative owner ones are brilliant. I can name, I can recommend all of them to you. Queen of Country and then and White, White Out in the early two. Then obviously he's gone to more models like doing Lazarus and The Old Guard and... Yeah, um, his, um, all brilliant. The female he writes a woman character really down to teeth. And his uh, mainstream stuff is brilliant as well with uh, Wonder Woman and what have you. Yeah, exactly. Lois Lane at the moment. Yes, I'm, actually, I'm loving Lois Lane as a comic. Well, yeah, Stumptown is. I, I'm really enjoying it as well. And it's, it's very sort of. It's very Rockford Files. Yes, and I, that's the point at the time when it came out. The I read up on it. Actually, was designed to be like a female-led Rockford fan. Or, or as um, other people have, well, lazier people, let's be honest, mm. uh, have been describing as Jessica Jones without the powers. Yeah, well, you can see that to a degree, but it's yeah, not. It's it, very different. I was, I, I don't know, I don't know about you, Mister M, but I was very impressed by the casting of um, Cole Seamus, who plays um, the main character's brother Ansel. Yeah. Who was a character who has. Down syndrome, and uh, Down syndrome. They portrayed him really well as yeah. just another character. Brilliant, he has. And it's not a sort of. It's not. It's not. I mean, we've all seen those series where it's look, look, look at the diversity. Yeah. Look, look, yeah. look. Yeah. It's not one of those. It's, he's just treated as another character. Yeah, and it's worked really well because it, it adds to the humane, humane nature of the female lead in it. The main detective herself, and it's yeah, it's, it, he is just portrayed as a character who has Down syndrome, <coughs> not a Down syndrome's character. There's a, there's a big difference. Yeah, and the massive. That's it shows you how good writing that is really to do that. Yeah, and Again, that, that is Greg Rucker all over. Yeah, I've not read the comics, so I can't tell you that if he's done that faithfully or not. The yeah, well, ratings yeah. in the states were very good to start with the first episode. It's, it's yeah, very good cast as well. Colby Smulders from uh, you know Marvel films and mm. How I Met Your Mother and stuff. Yeah. Plays the main character. Jake Johnson's in it as well from um, 
Good girl. Is it good girl? Can't remember. New girl. No girl. Actually. New girl. Yeah. Uh, new girl and um, uh, into the Spider Verse, and you know he's very good casting. Yeah, it has been. Um, the first episode, back to the ratings, it got 9.1 million viewers for the first episode in America and reputedly stayed the same for the last next two as well. So it's doing well. It's doing very well. Now, what did you think to the current episode? Um, Rich City Dicks. You've not seen it I yet? Seen oh, it yet. You're going to lack his socks off in the first five minutes, isn't it? But, um, As is tradition, I'm behind on everything. Well, <laughs> I know. It's worth watching again. It's my favourite so far. I haven't back cracked me in the man drop. Um, Donnell Logue. Do you know who he is? I do. I Who's do. Donnell Logan? He, he, He's he a guest was, star in it. He was in many a thing, including mm. Sons of Anarchy, I think. He has been in Sons of Anarchy. And He's currently, or is he just finishing in another series? Which one? Gotham. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, Gotham. Yeah. Yeah. No, just finished last year, I think. Yeah, I think it's been really tough. I think it was Gotham. Yeah, it's relatively so recently, yeah. relatively recently. So. Yeah, That's he's fine. been... He's a, he's a very good actor, isn't yeah, It's worth what It's fully enjoyable, that is. That is, so I've, I recommend it, and Man of Michael does as well. Now, have you seen the new Michael Coulter series? To uh, Evil. Yes, I've seen the I've seen the news for it. Yes. Yeah. Seen the first episode. I've, not, I've been a bit busy past couple of weeks. I haven't seen the, seen the first episode. I just saw that it was. Yeah, it's um, got Michael Emerson in it as well, and it's. He was very good in um, Person of Interest. And ironically, this reminded me of the first episode. Michael Emerson only came in it around the end of the first episode. But it's very sort of person of interest based because it's basically about um, there's a sceptical female psychologist, Kirstine Bowage, joins David Acosta, that's Michael Michael Coulter's character, who is trained to be a Catholic priest and a blue collar contractor as he investigates the church backlog of unexplained mysteries, including supposed miracles, demonic possessions, etc. And it's like that it's gone very, very, definitely very person of interest ish. I like personally. I like personally. Very good show. It was very. It got after it the, got the first bit. season was a bit wishy washy. I think because the main guy was a bit wooden first season. Yeah, but it got better. They got instead. especially with uh, Jonathan Nolan. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Show running. Yeah, it was very good. Now um, the ratings have been good for Evil as well. It's got eighty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes at the moment. So. Who's the main character? Do you know who that is? Oh, I forgot what it was. I never heard of her before, John. Oh. That's why I've never heard of her before. So she was all right. She wasn't bad. So, right, moving straight on anyway. And we'll let you tackle the next bit. And you've got Spider Man 3. The happy side. Yep. Yeah. I thought you'd like to say <laughs> to explain this one because you've got, you found out more about this than I have, truth be told. Uh, Mar- Marvel and Sony seem to have settled on a deal to do Homecoming 3. So Spider-Man is back in the MCU. Yeah, well, it's good to see. So it's two thousand twenty-one. We know, we know it's out, don't we? So yes. And um, Appar- apparently he's he's scheduled for that and one other Marvel film. Yeah, there's going to be a Venom two coming out before that as well, and around at some point as well. we'll yes, we'll have to and wait and see. Apparently, that. if the rumor is correct, they've got a scheduling for Venom three as well. When Spider-Man and Venom meet... Apparently there was a scene with Peter Parker yeah. in Venom that Marvel had them pull. Yeah. So, let's see when they get to doing Venom 2 or in Spider-Man 3, whether Venom or Spider-Man make cameos. I think they're establishing the multiverse, though. So yeah. I think 
personally, my idea of what they should have done is you could have Tom Holland, but just have him be Ben Riley instead of Peter Parker. Yeah, no, I agree. Scarlet Multiverse. I agree. Did you know that Sony reputedly have five or six other films in development on the Spider Universe? Yeah, I've heard. I've heard. That's a bit more sharp. Morbius they're doing with um, Jared Leto. Yeah. There was rumours of a black and silver thing with yeah. um, Black Cat and Silver Sable. Yeah, I heard that one as well. The, I could... Uh, we'll see. Okay, wait a second. There was... I cannot remember the... I can't remember the character, but apparently Spike Lee was supposed to be doing a... a Marvel character for... a, Marvel, a Spider-Man character for them. Who's basically spawn but not spawn if you Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. So watch your space anyway, so there's no dates on anything yet, but there's, there's called, some... I think he's called something along the lines of Nightwalker or something. But he's basically spawned. Yeah, uh, yeah, probably that's probably Frank Miller probably created him, so I know. Well, not one I've heard of, so right, okay, on to some comics news now. What did you reckon to the Chris Claymont and Bill? Shawakis, I heard about his name. Well, Sinkowitz. Sinkowitz, Return of the Marvel Comics. Oh, the, 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 the new mutants. Yes, the the, uh, the the classic team, the classic yeah. X Men team. Yeah, no, it's interesting that because is that there is not a lot been announced yet, and it came out a couple of weeks ago, and I missed it completely. So, um, it was the new Return to New Mutants is a one-off called War Children, and it returns the team to the early days when there was those in the midst of the run. Yeah. Could, could be interesting. I'll just keep on keep a track of one out, don't you? So uh, I do, I do like the artwork. It does from say one shot, but I wouldn't. But if it sells and sells well, then I can see them yeah. doing, the, doing the thing. Yeah, definitely. So we came on the twenty fifth of September, so it was a couple of weeks ago. So it's one I need to look up on definitely. So I've not been in the comic shop for a couple of weeks. One also moving straight on anyway, because we've obviously got quite a bit to go through. Uh, what do you have this rumor going on about the Arrow spin off? Uh, yeah, there's, it's supposed to be some sort of Birds of Prey style thing. Yeah. Obviously, Arrow is um, ending the crossover this year. Only 10 episodes. Yeah, exactly. So, we must have somebody else in mind for it straight away. So, well, the, the, Before we go back to this news, um, obviously, with the um, Crisis series coming up, the guy, Stephen Annell, is it, that plays Arrow? Yes. He's meant to be becoming Spectre, joined mm. part of it. Could they do a Spectre series? I don't think so, because he is doing a because he is moving on to a new series. Yeah, we'll see. It could be something but, in the future. But they could, but I'm sure if that, um, if the workload for that series allows, he could come back whenever. Yeah. We'll see. There's um. Spin-off on cycle shoulders with the female leads of Catherine McNamara, Katie Casty, and Juliana Harkney. Yes, the, the Canaries. Yeah. Um, looks like it's reporting we're coming out of backdoor parent to one of Arrow's final episodes. So, we'll see. Could be, could be worth watching. Might, it might be absolute coppolas. <laughs> yeah, well, well, we'll see if it goes anywhere as well. Yeah. We have seen backdoor pilots before that didn't really yeah, do anything. Yeah, exactly. So, do you remember in nearly... And bet for your time is Hasbro's Micronauts toy line. I don't. Yeah, it's very like Transformers sort of thing it was. Yeah. That sort of thinking about the eighties, and it's reportedly, and I'll do can't cover this one because it was a bit for your time. This one, 
is reported receiving a feature feature film reboot from How to Train Your Dragon filmmaker Dean Bolos, according to Hollywood Reporter. Now he's meant to be writing and directing it. It's based on the 1970s toy man unit. I was older than I realised it was, but I'm old now, so. Which is term turn based on a Japanese toy line called Microman. Then it, it came it was a it came a Marvel comic for quite a few years in the eighties and the nineties. I think they lost the rights to it. I don't know. I don't think they do it nowadays. It's um, somebody else has got the comics nowadays. But like I said, but it's um, the film's been set up for a June the fourth, two thousand twenty one theatrical release. Don't know who the casting is, so but no doubt we'll find them more next year in that one. So indeed, uh, yeah, a previous script. They did have a previous script by the uh, Rat Racing Paul Wernick, who did, who wrote the two Deadpool films and Zombieland. Yeah, 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 could be fun though. Uh, that that was that was originally when it when it was at uh, Bad Robot. JJ Abrams. Yeah. So, so I noticed I noticed about JJ Abrams himself there. So that's why. So it's, well, I, I I wonder if it's been if it's moved on since then or they lost the rights to it it makes you wonder because figure that there was a big documentary went online a couple a couple weeks ago was do you see one about the attempted he-man reboots it's worth watching it's 40 odd bloody minutes and it's been all kinds of reboot attempts and that one over the last oh yeah last 30 so years and not one of them's got got anywhere yet for various technical There's reasons kevin smith doing a yeah, doing kevin, an animated K- yes kevin, kevin smith's Netflix. doing it yeah we didn't know based on the 80s comic cartoon I wonder if it'll connect to the She-Ra. Who um, knows? Who knows? Because they do. Because they've got a She-Ra mm. um, animated show as well. Yeah, probably will do. <laughs> Definitely that one. Anyway, right, moving straight on. Now I'll have to cover the next one. I don't know how well into this next one you are. But did you hear the rumor going on about Moon Knight and Conan the Barbarian linking up in a comic? I did. I wonder if this this ties into the sort of Savage Avengers thing they've got going on. Yeah, it makes you wonder. There's a it's a four part series starting in December called Conan Serpent War. And it's been written by Jim Zub, who I don't know who he is. I Jim he's a good he's a good writer, Jim Zub. With art by Scott Eaton, and I've read Scott. I've seen Scott Eaton in my work before. I do it. He's very good at doing some barbarian sort of stuff. And Stephen Sagana. Now it's a four part event. It finds Conan united. With quite a few um, other Robert E. Howard characters, Solomon Kane. Yeah, Rob, Robert E. Howard created Conan. Didn't he, he did, yes, and then James Ellison and quite a load of them, as well as Moon Knight. So he's like Ooh. they're meant to be adapting various Robert E. Howard comic books into comics, <coughs> and then putting Moon Knight into it, and putting Moon Knight into the five five five, five million years in the past or something. That I, I I'd read that. I would as well. I want to keep my eyes on definitely so. Um, it's um, the guy that's wrote it. It's just told comic book. The story I told in Savage Sword was a straightforward sword and sorcery tale. They must, must, we must have wrote within their ongoing series. Yeah, this one is big, ambitious, and eventually on a bigger scale. I hope Serpent War engaged long time Conan fans and also make new readers about to see what the excitement is about. I, I wonder if that is because uh, Jason Aaron is writing the Conan. Series, yeah. I think, and so I wonder who's going to sort of roll out of that. Yeah, or Jim's all starting to take it over from. Yeah, I'm, I'll give it a go. I'll give it a go. I, I, it sounds interesting. I, I do like Moon Knight, so like I said, we both uh, do. Both yes. do. So I'm putting Moon Knight as something I've never seen in the situation, never seen before. It could work because I was like, you're going about his mental health all the time. Is it, is it, is it a dream or something like that? Or what? I don't know. Yeah, what's it? Or is it sort of. Is it sort of magic? Because they do have the magic 
element to it. That sort of blood magic he's got. Yeah. Now, last couple of things I want to touch on, on for part two is all these new series with Coin Out and Queeby. Have you heard about Queeby? The new I network. Haven't. This is a new network provider that's coming out next year. And what they do is meant to be designed for mobile devices where they like they do like episodes are meant to be like no more than eight to fifteen minutes long per episode. Ooh. And you can, apparently there is a way you can watch them on laptops and stuff, but they're designed to watch them on your phone. That's why. So. Now there's three so things. Sort of two, three, four episodes an hour. Yeah, it could be. Could be four or five more chance of it, don't you? We'll see where I said. We'll see. Anyhow, I've got notes on a couple of them, so do you want to read the first one on mine? About the first one, Michael, passed on to you. Uh Keith Sutherland. Yes. Uh Keith Sutherland is uh, set to star with Boyd Holbrook from Narcos and Logan. I know him from um twenty four actually. Yes. Twenty four reboot, yeah. A new adaptation of the fugitive. I'm well looking forward to that. When I told Amanda that, Amanda said, oh, I'll watch that. <laughs> so she, she's potting Keeper, but in a, in a nice way. But no, it's, I could see him because Keeper's going to play the cop chasing the other lad. I could see him in a good series, actually, that. I wonder, I wonder if. Because Tommy Lee Jones and Hans Ford did such a good job in the film. Yeah. Tommy Lee Jones did such a good job that he got his own spin off film. Yeah, indeed. But they read there those films that which moment. I really liked. Robert Robert Downey Jr. was in that as well. Yeah. Um, what was interesting about that film? You look at <coughs> the actual that film. It's not the original film. Based on sixties TV series, yeah. wasn't it? So, and again, I've seen bits. So that was really good as well. Is this sort of TV, the original series and uh, film sort of put together? Yeah, I don't think it could be worth watching. It's meant to take, take place after a bomb going off in the New York underground. Ah, so it's sort of an original story. Yeah. It's a creative reboot. Definitely, I think it'll be a good series. Now, the second one we've got is um, uh, Sophie Turner signed up for a series yes. called Survive. This is as per deadline, where she's playing the female in um, Survive opposite 24 Legacy and Kong Skull Island song, Corey Hawkins. She was in um, Shout Out Compton as well. Now, this one, this one's following the character called Jane, from Sophie Turner, who's playing Crash Lands on a remote snow-covered mountain. And Sue Hawkins, the owners of Mountain Survivors, must pull themselves out of the wreckage and fight for their lives. Now, there's a state. Do you want me to read the statement I've got out of this? From uh, Stoffy Turner himself. But there's a quick statement walking around there. Uh, yeah. Um, I'll read the statement because yeah. it does sound like it's been some criticism in this series as well, actually, with us. Where I couldn't be more honoured to portray the reign of Jane in Survive with Kuibi. She's a complex character fighting against the odds. To not only save her life, but also find her own source of strength and courage. Now, it's there's a rumour going around, isn't there? Wasn't this um, an arc in her work in Game of Thrones at one point for Sarsi for a while? Uh, yeah, I think so. I don't, I don't really watch Game of Thrones, so I can't help you there. But there's also a film called The Mountain Between Us, starring... Yeah, I remember seeing that coming up when it came out. That sounds like it's a bit similar as well, doesn't it? So. Yeah, it sounds like... Exactly the same thing, to be honest. Yeah, so we'll see. It might be a lot of gobblers, but who knows? If it's a short episode, it's something you dip in and out quite easy, isn't it? So. Yeah, it's fugitive sort of 8 to 10 minutes yeah. as well. Yeah, they're all the same. Interesting. Full networks like that. Where's this network? Is it an app or is it a... I'm not sure, to be honest, more than that. I need to read up on it. It's, a, it's, a, it's certainly, I think it's probably, I've probably some kind of combination. 
the one that's the really striking one is Spielberg's involved in it. Is he? Yeah. He's got a, a series on the way from called After Dark, which is an upcoming American horror series. And um, he's already written five or six episodes, which could be called like chapters, like a novel. Spielberg's for an, written uh, for it as ten, well. Yeah, for 10 to 12, tra- 12, 12 parts. He's been developed the name of Spielberg's After Dark. But did you know he's also doing a, a revival of his anthology series and amazing stories for Apple TV Plus as well? I, I take it it's supposed to be like the that Stephen King anthology series. Yeah, I think Night, it, Nightmares and Dreamscapes. I think it was, it? yeah. I think he hadn't said much. I don't, there's not, I, I've not been able to find a lot about that. But it looks like it's, it looks like it's quite far into development. So the network's due out 2020 next year at some point, relatively soon. But like I said, it'd be interesting to see, because you get a Spielberg involved in that's major. It's very interesting. Yeah. Right anyway, guys. Well, we've skipped it. Gone. We're going to take another quick break here, and we're back with you shortly. Okay. Wave at the camera, Michael. Bye. Bye. Hi, guys. Part three now. Okay. Star Wars time for you. Indeed. Now, what do you reckon to the news, man? Well, the first one, I'll give you my bit of news you don't know about. It's about the Mandalorian being confirmed for season two already. I'm very excited for Mandalorian. Yes. And um, I can believe that just from the, the sheer amount of talent that's involved. Yeah. The guy that's done the, the running on it, the show, I read a quote a couple weeks ago. Johnny Fabs, yeah. Johnny Fabs, yeah. He's, he's, he's already written about half the second season. Yeah. Now, I've been, they must been, have commissioned it straight away. Him and Dave Filoni from uh, Star Wars Rebels, I, I think, were the ones writing it. Taika is in it. Voicing the character um, directing as well. I was going to go on to that then. Ooh. I've got quite a few people announced as directing in those episodes. Tiger Waikiti is one of them, certainly. Deborah Chow, who's done a chunk of Jessica Jones' series. Nice. Is nice. And this is the one that's interesting. Do you know who Bryce Dallas, Dallas Howard is? Uh, yeah, Ron Howard's daughter. She's doing that debut episode. From, um, I think she's the uh, female lead in Jurassic World. Yeah, well, she's doing her debut on the director's side on this series. So. And, of course, uh, Dave Filoni is uh, doing a directed turn as well. Yeah. His first his first directing of live-action Star Wars. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be one of the best of the year. They've got, I don't think I'm not going to work out a song for it. I'll do releasing in one go or the individual episodes. But then they're doing a very, very clever thing. What's happening? Of one a week and then... When the uh, last episode released the next week, you'll have Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I thought it would have been so. We, we, so I'm looking forward to it. It's a very um, good, uh, it's yeah, a very good uh, yeah. releasing strategy. Clever indeed. And um, I reckon before we get to, before we get season two of this, the Obi Wan Kenobi one will be out with Ewan McGregor. Possibly, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. Anyhow, uh, the next bit of news is I'll cover this, but there's not a lot of news on this fellowship. It's just interesting that Patty Jenkins, the Wonder Woman creator assigned a major deal with Netflix to write mm. and direct. Now, I put on the net Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Waller and Fleabag has all signed the rumours. Fleabag yeah. and Killing Eve as yeah. well. Yeah, has also done a massive deal with Amazon to create stuff as well. Well, these are just obviously not working together, but it's really good to see that they're giving it's channels good. female it's Yeah, it's really good to see female creators getting... Massive amounts of yes. screen. And both of them... Obviously, what they're both very, very talented women. It's a good luck to both of them. That's but, why. Yeah, Phoebe Waller-Bridge just finished uh, doing 
an update of the Bond script. Yes. Did you read the quote on it? I didn't. There's a good quote flying around with this one. She said she she's she'd been writing been rewriting bits of it apparently, not reading the full script. What she'd been doing is she wanted to make the Bond girls seem real. Which I think nice. it would, maybe a good Bond film that will straight I'm very interested in that. I like the uh, I saw an interview with a of one of those sort of Hollywood Hollywood report round table where she was talking about Killing Eve. Yeah. And the moderator asked her if she was tempted because she's a, she is an actress so yeah, the moderator asked her if she was tempted to put herself in it and and uh, she she did say she attempted it but as she was writing it was like the character was like not yeah go away just get off get off you're, you're not being in it no write it not be in it. I'll let you cover the next two or three points after this one I'm not doing the next one because. Because um, I can't talk about the game Game of Thrones spin-offs. I never really watched it, so. But um, I only found this one out recently as well. Did you know The Hateful Eight is a TV series now? I you know, But it's only in America. That's it's weird. been that way for six, a good six months or so. I could make out March, April, May time. Yeah, it's been it's Netflix in the US. I, yeah. It's interesting. And what they've done is... Um, I've got a few more notes on this because it's, it's four-part series, and it has a total. The film's about 156 minutes. This version is 210 minutes. So I'm assuming they put extra stuff in. Yeah, that's why it's been split into four parts as well. The first part was called Last Stage to Red Rock. Then Millie's something or another. <laughs> Domarina's got a secret, and the chapter Chaper. So, if it ever comes out of this country, I'll have to watch it. I didn't know about Interestingly that. enough, apparently they're going to be doing another Tarantino thing for a TV show. Um, What's that? Apparently he was going to do... Actually, first... Didn't know about this one. Hateful Eight started as a sequel to Django. Yes. Sam Jackson character was supposed to be Django, and then he rewrote it because it wasn't working. Yeah. But there was apparently... An, an apparent attempt to do a comic book based on that of Django meeting Zorro. Yeah, and I didn't read about that. Rumor has it it's being adapted without Tarantino, though. Oh, that's fair. The book will be as good then, but no, it could be worth watching. Because I did read about that. Antonio Barris is meant to be rewriting Zorro, wasn't he? Possibly. Much old Zorro. And he's only got the moment he's, he's creating a good upright old sparrow moment. He could be a good choice on that. Yeah, watch his sponsor, doesn't he? Right, I'll let you cover the next two things, Michael, because they're not my cup of tea, these next two. They're interesting, but not my genre. Sony apparently do, developing five to six shows based around the Spider-Verse. We've covered that before. Uh, have we? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Got someone off. <laughs> next! <laughs> next. Um, yeah, Children of the Forest. Uh, a sort of prequel to Game of Thrones. Uh, Rumour has it that the first section has already been filmed. Hmm. I don't know much about it because I can't find out much about that Children <laughs> of the Forest. Could you really? We... No. Uh, Fire and Blood has been announced as this uh, as the second um, sort of Game of Thrones spin-off series with three more to come. So it makes you wonder how they do all event series every year, one every year or something. Possibly. It could probably be a bit much to bump them all on every couple of months, wouldn't it? So. It's, we, we shall see. We yeah. shall see. Now... Moving right on, of course. Uh, 
what do you reckon to Sam Ismail rebooting Battlestar Galactica? Ooh. That is very interesting. Yeah, it's more well, thinking about you because I've been I never, I saw the original Battlestar Galactica growing up as a kid. I saw the, the spin-off came all the super kids after that one long green died halfway through it. In real life. I know I've never heard the reboot series. I saw the, the pilot movie and never heard the rest of it. I, there is a um, lot of there's a lot of love for the reboot series. Yes, it does seem it's one of those <laughs> does seem as one of the reboot series that people love as much as the original, not more. So uh, yeah, we will we will have to wait and see on that. Yeah. Now, there's a quote flying around, isn't there? So do you want to read it or do you want to read it? Uh, yes. Why mess with perfection? Instead, we'll explore a new story within the mythology while staying true to the spirit of Battlestar. No? I think that that's that's a good idea if you're going to reboot yeah. the show I that says beloved as Battlestar. Yeah. I think it's a good move, that. It's probably a good show, to be honest with you. I've seen... I've seen the first two seasons of Mr. Robot. I thought the first series was exceptionally good. Second was alright. But I've not seen... There's been a third, haven't there? Uh, well, mid-fourth, even. The fourth, I think. Yeah, I didn't... Fourth and final. Yeah, I didn't watch the second series very little, John. Honestly, but it's, yeah. It went a bit off to me. But yeah, anyway. Right, okay. A bit more light-hearted note now. There's been a quote flying around by Stallone this week as well about wanting to... Do a sequel to Tango and Cash with Kurt Russell. That's um. <laughs> what do you think? Before I read out the quote to you, Michael, what do you reckon? Um, I, I mean, it was never one of the best. It was never one of his best films. Yeah, it wasn't. I thought it was all. I liked. I thought it was all right, but it was never. I liked the. I liked the sort of. Um, Avoiding the typecasting with Stallone as the sort of straight man. Yeah. The I sort do. of the sort of uh, intelligent straight man and Kurt Russell as the the the, the, the um, play by the hip. Yeah. Uh, shoot from the hip. Uh, I don't. I don't know if they can do it now because you had Hobson Shaw film come out this year, yeah. haven't you? And that covers very very similar ground, I think. Anyway. I I, th- I think you can get. I think it depends on the story. If you can get the story down. Then I'm, I I'll definitely watch it. Yeah. Watch do you it. want to know this to hear the quote? Oh please. This please. is a belting quote. It's I'm got, sure it is. This come from Stallone, okay? And he apparently Kurt Russell's told this to him. And Kurt Russell has Stallone apparently rang him up over this. I don't know, Sly. There we were in our prime. And now we're in our unprime. So I don't know. Oh, and I do apologise for the phone call interruption then as well. Uh, I th- well, they have had sort of a renaissance of Lake Russell, especially you know, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and what have you. I, th- I think it's definitely worth a watch. Yeah, I think it could, it could be it could be a very, very interesting that quote to watch. I don't know. I don't think it'll happen, don't you? We'll have to wait and see. Indeed. Now, do you want to carry on, Michael, with the other Stallone news? Yes, apparently he's developing a TV show based on Cobra. Yeah, we touched on that a few months ago, didn't we? Yes, we did. It was, it was, it was a very violent film. Yeah, notoriously violent. violent film. 
But what do you reckon to the news about the filmmakers been linked to it? Robert Rodriguez is very that's very down his alley with the sort of film that he's done. Well, I say that, but I was thinking of Sin City and uh, El Mariachi and stuff. Yeah, good work, yeah. good work. That was Desperado. Yeah, well. Desperado. That, that's yeah. that trilogy. Yeah, so it could work. Could work. He has so. also made a lot. Of, uh, he has also made a lot. Of the Spy Kids films. Yeah. Well, I don't think he was remaking Cobra and the Spy Kids. Very no. uh, he did. Uh, I think his last film was Elite Battle Angel. It was, yeah, began than that. And <coughs> ironically, my nephew, who was 11, loved that film. He did. My sister was very worried about him watching it. She wanted to violent reach around he loved it. So we'll see. Right, okay. He does of... have his own studio, Robert Rodriguez, yeah. and that does cut, cut down on cost. It does indeed. And in fact, a little piece of trivia the, uh, there's a bar scene in Elite Battle Angel, and the bar is the same one from Dust Till Dawn. Oh, oh, Right, next two bit news. I'll cover these, but these are quick things, okay? Only very quick things. There's not a lot of news on this yet. Um, Lord, the Lord of the Rings TV series has been shot in New Zealand. As we speak, Amazon Prime. Shot in a very similar location, apparently, as well. You kind of had to, really. Yeah, had to, straight away. And um, I'm not going to go into this Swamp Thing news too much. Because we're about to stop the pair of moaning and being bitter again. Yes, right? yes. But anybody that's not been able to see it in my other means is now forming out on um, Amazon. Yeah. On the 4th of October. Well worth a watch. Definitely well worth a watch. Now, next bit of news, Michael, I'm going to let you come with this Batman. Uh, yes, they've cast Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. Yeah. Obviously, Lenny, obviously another one Lenny, uh, Lenny Kravitz's daughter. And... Uh, and um, Aquaman's stepdaughter. Yeah. Now, question for you is: True or Jason false? Ball, yeah. True or false? Has Zoe Kravitz been involved in Batman mythology before? I don't think so. Oh, correct. Oh. She has been, actually. I see. She played Catwoman in the. Lego Batman film from two years ago. Ah. I didn't know that until I checked that one out. So Now, you are, I've lost my notes on this, but there was a couple of people you mentioned linked to with casting for Batman, hasn't there, as well? Um, yeah, apparently, rumour has it that they're basing it on Long Halloween. Yeah, and you told me Joan Hill, was it? Yeah, jo- jo- there's rumour that Joan Hill was being looked at for, a character, for an unspecified character, which people immediately assumed was Penguin. Yeah, and there's another name you've heard, someone written, I forgot who it was now, Martin Blank. Yeah, I can't remember who it was either. Yeah, don't worry about it. Watch your space, there's certainly plenty, plenty of these when you come up with the Batman thing, so there's, it could be it could be fun for us, me and you, to sit down and try and work out dream casting for the new Batman trilogy. We'll have a think about that for That's a special one. That we'll do about the special one in the future, guys. So, Right, okay, we've got a couple of bits of pieces we want to catch up on today before we finish up, before we come to our big announcement for today. So, Right, we'll skim through these next couple, Mike, are you okay with that? Matrix 4 casting. And I'm not even going to try and pronounce this name. Yaya Abdul-Mateen, who played Black Manta in the Aquaman film. Ah, fair enough then. Well, he's been confirmed in the fourth film, hasn't he? Rumour has it as a young Morpheus. Ooh. Don't know him. Do you know the guy? Yeah, I saw him in Aquaman. Was he any good? He was very good in that. Could he, could he do Lawrence Fishburne? I don't know if we're quite there, but he could, he's, he's a very good actor. Fair enough then. Right, okay. Um, what do you reckon to this rumour 
going around about a, a spin-off film kind of John Wick. Yeah, so I have heard this. Len Wiseman, who I don't really like as a movie directing, where again he, he did the the um, pilot for Swap Him. Yeah, well, again, I've not done much of yeah, Some of his stuff is hit and miss. Yeah. Like he did the Underworld film. Yeah, this is um, the question is called, the film's called Ballerina. It's yeah, featured Angelina Houston and her ballerinas. Yeah, there is a section in um, John Wick 3 that sort of foreshadows this. Yeah, it could be interesting. And apparently they're going to be doing a um, continental TV series as mm. well. I haven't heard anything about that in a while, but that, that's the rumour. Interesting, interesting. Now, the other one, and I've not wrote his name down here, our friend that did him Too Old to Die in this young TV series, Nicholas Van Orton. You know, Nicholas Van Orton. Yeah, that's a never, I remember his name. He's, ne- he's been confirmed he's doing Amazon as well, uh, the TV version of Maniac Cop. Ooh. Now that's interesting because I don't know if you're aware of this. There was, until recently, I don't know if it's actually been cancelled now, there was meant to be a Maniac Cop film coming out. The original film of the eight was a notorious slasher film. I had Bruce Campbell playing the main cop, actually, on the roof. But this one here is um, Ed Bruckenbanger did, did a script for somebody to do a film version of this. I wonder if it was him. Uh, well, the, the, he was threatened to take, last one I read it was threatened to take some to court on this because they were trying, trying to make the film anyway. Oh. Whether he's, they're actually going to use his basics of his script. This TV series. We'll have to wait and see. Because he does have a big deal going around, doesn't he? He does. A at the moment. Whether this is part of that, who knows? Could be. I've been one of the I found that too old to die. I've got halfway through it, but it's a hard watch. It's big episodes as well. Yeah, it's a hard watch. It was, and it was um, the one that it just said the plot seemed to be very, very slow. One that I'll go back to it. It's just to take time. It's one that it's very, you can't binge watch it because it'll be better. I don't know. Now. Uh, two bits and pieces, obviously, a couple bits of people want to finish up with today, is um, there's a forthcoming, I'm going to the Apple TV, yeah, Apple, this one it was, has been announced that there's going to be an adaptation of a Stephen King book called Liz's Story, coming up on Apple TV, starring Joanne and Juliana Moore. Not seen the release date of this yet, but Clive Owen has now joined the cast, apparently. Interesting. Playing her husband, so I don't, I don't love a Stephen King book, actually. I need to ask Amanda about this. I watched too. the film with I watched Inside Man uh, with Clive Owen last night. Actually. Oh, I don't, I don't like Clive Owen. It's, it's a very good film. It can be very good sometimes again, but it can be bloody awful sometimes. He's in well. Gemini Man as well. Yes, I'm whatever. Watching. We won't hold that against him <laughs> because he's clearly playing the baddie in that one. Here, I suspect. Yes. So that's why. So, all right, okay. Two things to finish up with, Michael. Um, bit of Marvel news and a bit of DC news. Uh, yes, uh, Kevin Feige has been announced. To be doing the Star Wars film. Yeah. Now that's interesting. So, there's no news what yet. Yeah, there's no, news, there's no news what yet. Or what, why, or how, uh, yeah. Apparently, he does have a star in mind for that. And he's changed roles in Marvel. Yeah. Now, this to me, this is a, this is a special episode itself. We'll have to look into our future dates to discuss more. But obviously, as we want to get into our. Don't want to keep this episode going over four hours tonight. Do you want to tell people what the statement has gone on there, Michael? Uh, yeah, he's changed from being president of Marvel Studios to chief creative officer of Marvel Entertainment as a whole. Yeah, is that sound, is that sound like a promotion to me, doesn't it? So, or is it? Or is it? Uh, we, we'll see. Uh, apparently, Feige will be in charge of creative and editorial, 
and Ike Perlmutter as Marvel Chairman in charge of publishing and sales. Now, if you've seen news and things, um, Perlmutter and uh, Feige do not like each other whatsoever. Which is interesting, then. Which apparently stems from the fact that it stems from Civil War, actually, um, where uh, where apparently Robert Downey Jr. wanted a bit more money than was being offered, and Ike Perlmutter wanted to recast Iron Man, which would have worked. Obviously, that would have worked. Yeah, exactly. And Kevin Feige went, well, if you do that, then I'm leaving. Which led to um, Bob Iger, who is the big boss of, of um, Disney, getting involved and going, shut up, no. And then moving all of the Marvel Studios projects to in, in, the, um, in the Disney Films uh, uh, division. So Feige only reported to Bob Iger, who's the big boss, and Alan Horn, who's in charge of all of Disney films. So, um, yeah. So, I'm, apparently this puts him in, this um, new move puts him in charge of the comics, I would imagine. Hmm. Because Joe Casado was Chief Creative Officer, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, yes. I didn't recall. He now has an ambassadorial role. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so this is it's very interesting. Watch your space, definitely. So we'll, we'll, do, we'll do a special on that. That's yeah. what we're going to do a proper investigation. Actually. Yes, that's all that, that, that news is on his court. I only just told me that at lunchtime today. So we have not had time to properly look at that. That's an interesting one. That is, that is very much worth looking into. Yeah, for a future episode, we'll do a special on that, guys. Watch your space. Yeah, uh, Lots yes. of bit of news on Suicide Squad. Indeed. And I've seen, I know something about this that I've not asked you about, actually, yet. So. You told me there's been pictures flying around, don't they? About do you reckon there could be two suicide squads? Yes, there, there has been um, set photos of um, characters that do not. Uh, the, there's been no Margot Robbie, there's been no Idris Elba, and uh, you know a couple of mm. other people, which leads to the theory of there being a suicide squad. That get killed off in like the first five ten minutes, and then we have our Suicide Squad proper. It's possible because you think so. The amount of people that they've listed on the poster of names is about twenty odd people, wasn't it? <coughs> so it's very very possible. Have you seen the picture online of Peter Capaldi on set yet? Uh, I have not. He's head shaved completely. Yes, he did. He did say that. He looks really weird, did it? Which led to. Uh, people thinking he might be portraying a certain Batman though. Yeah. Watch this space anyway, so as I would say so again, I'm looking forward to Suicide Squad too. Definitely so. Indeed. Right guys, that's it for the main episode. Indeed it is. However, we have not finished on the news yet. Ooh. So hang around everybody. Because we do have another part to come. We do. Should we give a spoiler in my article or not? Oh, well, I don't... I kind of think we should just leave it as is. Yeah, yeah. Come back, hang around. Just leave that little tease. Yeah, tease, and we're back to you in a couple of minutes, guys, okay? Take care. See you soon. See ya. Welcome back to Comics Unity with... Hello. Hello. I'm Michael. 
Right, Ma- right Michael. Constantly no. messing up the intro, as per oh, usual. Anyone knows Michael by now. He, he gets round to things and he gets round to things. That's what we love <laughs> him for that. That's the way he is, okay? He's unique. Right, Michael. Now, we're on to the last bit of news now, aren't Indeed we? Indeed we are. Now, however, there is a bit of a change in the format here. Have you hinted that before? We, we, we did. We did. Now, got, to, got to keep the listeners interested. Yes, we have. And we've pulled ourselves up. We've had, we've been, there's been a bit of a sausage fest in this podcast. A little bit. Some day, really. So we thought, right, we need to mix it up a little bit. And obviously, we're coming on to, um, owing to viewer request, we decided basically to do, to bring on an, an extra party for the last part of every episode now, coming to going forward. And a special guest, do you want to introduce yourself? Now the third member of Comics Unity. Guess who? And who's guest who? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> who, who's, who, who's the special guest then? It's me, Amanda. Hmm. <laughs> Anyone wondering who Amanda is? Who's Amanda then? It's the other half of reading in bed. Yeah. And the other half of you. <laughs> yeah, my, my lovely fiance, yes. Now, now. Um, and we thought, seeing as we mention her on every podcast anyway, she might as well be on. Yeah. Now, God, obviously, everyone's wondering what Michael Amanda's going to be doing here. Amanda will be coming on as a special correspondence in every episode, certainly the next six months or so, won't you? And what topic are, yeah. are we going to be talking about, Amanda? Supernatural. Of course. Now, in this little segment, Amanda, you've got, you're going to be coming a little bit of latest news for us. And I don't know what your latest news is even. I've got a few ideas. But then like, you're going to be also talking about the current episodes and stuff, aren't you, for us? Yeah. Right, Amanda. Do you want to come on to your first topic then for us? Okay. So the first thing is, if you've ever watched Angel, then you'll know that there was a character on that called Lindsay who was played by Christian Kane. I know him. I know him from Leverage. Yeah, yeah. Watch Leverage, don't you? Yeah. yeah, love Leverage. Well, he's he's going to be coming into Supernatural as an old friend of Dean Winchester's. Now, it should be interesting that because obviously I, I know about that already, and he's been described as a former hunter as well, hasn't he? So. Yeah, so. I'm guessing he knew Dean before he sort of teamed up with Sam to go hunting because it's not mentioned that he's a friend of Sam's, just yeah. that he's a friend of Dean's. Yeah. And well, he's obviously not seen him for a long time. Yeah, there, there, was that, there was those years when Sam didn't want any part of it. He wanted to have a quote-unquote normal life. Yeah. I think this is a great bit of casting because he's a big friend of Jensen Eccles yeah, in real life. Yeah, he's been... And I was at the wedding as well, wasn't they, he? They've apparently been friends since before Supernatural started. Yeah, and that's a long time ago, so great casting. I, I've seen a picture of him online, um, Christine Kane. Have you seen the picture of Amanda? For this yeah, he's, he's aged a lot since I saw him in Angel. Yeah, he does all his hair cut off. His hair is short as Michael's is at the moment, David. <laughs> <laughs> who was he? Oh, that's where you get haircuts. It looked like him. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> he's he... played the, the one, I forgot the character's name. He was the one that used to beat him for the up. Oh, yeah, 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 I know, yeah. I love, the, I love Leverage. Leverage is great. <clears> great show. Yeah, grateful. He was the best thing in it, because they were just like a mean man all the time. He was grateful. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it, Amanda. Have you got the episode? No, no, no episode name or anything yet, is it? So. No, not that far ahead, I don't think. I'm guessing it'll be much later in the series. Yeah, I think so as well. So something to look forward to, definitely. Right, Amanda, you're leading. So what's part two then? Okay, so there's a rumor going around about Jensen Eccles that he's going to star as Red Hood in the forthcoming Batman films. 
But you probably know more about that than I do. I, I know about gentrification. I've seen the animated film. I don't. <laughs> it depends where they they're going to put him because I don't. I think it probably will. If he's going to be Red Hood, it's going to have to be a TV show because I don't think that the. Cause I think he's a bit hot. He's a bit old to be in the film. To be in the films now with the direction that they're going for, like that Robert Pattinson and stuff. I'm sure Amanda would disagree with you. He's never too old, Amanda, is he? No, I, I just, <laughs> I, I just mean in relation to their version of Bruce Wayne. Yeah, I know, I know. So we'll see. It could be a bit of casting, but I've seen a quote this afternoon knocking around by him as well. Where he's basically said he, he offered he'd take his family on a nice long vacation after Supernatural finishes. Do you have you read this quote, Amanda? No, Where I've his wife's about said to him, "No, you're not. You're going straight back onto work after this series is finished." <laughs> I, I mean, big <laughs> picture was joking, right? I, just, yeah. just a theory. I mean, we have Crisis on Infinite Earth, and there is a no, and there is an older Bruce Wayne hmm. being played by uh, Kevin Conroy. Who knows him? That'd be, that might what, work. Might get Jensen Eccles in the Robin. <laughs> No, I th- no, I think I still have him as as uh, Red Hood, but the ages might work. Yeah, who knows? Watch his face. Now, if you if he crops up in the this crisis series, many series, man, the cropping all your DC series we, you watch, we'll, we'll I'm sure you'll have you'll be fainting on the floor, won't you? Yeah, because I'll just be screaming because I'll be shocked. He does own his own red red hood costume that he wore for yeah. Halloween. Is so. that it's the way he uses in the bedroom though? <laughs> <laughs> There's a slight difference there, isn't there? So yeah. And then, we'll move straight on there. Right, Amanda, what else have you got? What else have Mr. Collins did an interview and he was hinting that a lot of character resurrections, but he was also hinting that a lot of major deaths as well. Ooh. Character deaths and resurrections on Supernatural? Never. I know. Nobody heard of that man, did you? Major deaths, so as in like dying and not coming back. Yeah. Wait and see then, man, don't we? So who knows that one, man? Or any, I'm definitely so. Right. I think it's only sort of justified to bring fan favourites back for the final well, season. Have you seen the first episode yet, man? I haven't yet. As, right. I, I, as usual, I'm behind on everything. Well, Amanda's going to be touching on that later on, I suspect, Amanda, aren't you? Yeah. Well, we'll leave that alone for a minute, OK? Yeah. Right, what's the fourth thing, Amanda, then? Um, Walker, Texas Ranger reboot oh, with what? Jared. Yeah! Oh, <laughs> yeah. Jared. See, what, everyone might notice this little bit of special day. Special Amanda's covered... Jensen, she's called Mission. Now she's on Jared now. The her three men. The sausage yeah, fest team. Been busy. <laughs> <laughs> what do you reckon? Let me ask you both then, seriously. That is Walker, Texas Ranger and Reboot. I've seen, I remember the Chuck Norris one originally. I remember the Chuck Norris one. Was it mid 90s that was it? It's still on on some yeah. channels. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see how it does it because they think like. It's also interesting because of the. The supernatural episode where they go back to the old west, where Dean says his name is Clint Eastwood and Sam says his name is Walker Texas Ranger. Ooh, I also that there is a bit of news knocking around on this, isn't there? So it looks like it's been written, executive produced by Anna Freak, who did Valor. Remember what Valor? 
I think so. Let me watch this episode. And that's like Saucepan executive juice by Dan Lin, who did Lethal Weapon. Was that the TV film? I think that's the TV show. TV show, yeah. Now, what do you reckon, Amanda? Do you think it's a good fit for Jarrod Norman? Yeah, I only ever watched like occasional episodes here and there. I don't think I really like set out to watch it, and, you know, thinking it's on today, I've got to watch it. But obviously, if he's in it, then I'm going to be watching it all the time. Jared definitely seems to be a big fan of the show. Yeah. But there's quite a bit of news going around about this, isn't there? So it looks like it's going to yeah. be like. They're going to be. It's, it's not like. It's not going to be direct continuation, so it's going to be a direct reboot, that's for sure. Yeah, sort of like uh, Magnum PI and MacGyver and you know, yeah. all the other reboots we've seen. Of like, I think it could work, actually. I think it could work. And I think. I was reading an article about it, and it's a lot of people are a bit critical about it. That's an understatement. Someone says it's it's the news is like being kicked through a car windshield. <laughs> <laughs> oh, By Chuck Norris or just anyone? <laughs> I think just anyone in general. Yeah, it's a, I think it'll work, but the thing is, like, it's going to be a different sort of series. Chuck Norris, I think that series just kicked butt all the time, didn't it? But yeah. Yeah, you can't, that you, sort of guy. Plus, you can't sort of get away with that type of show anymore. No, it would have to be a different sort of show altogether, wouldn't it? So that's why. But what do you both reckon? Then to the chat, go chat going around. Then that it's actually been pawned. It's been suggested to the CW network or Supernatural. Yeah, I, I, I've heard it was uh, they've sort of shopping it around to various various networks. CW are obviously very interested. Yeah, and also CTBS, which the original series I think was actually done on there yeah. as well, so I think he's going to be a big fight for this series when it's over. What do you, what do you both think of? I, yeah, think, I, don't, I don't really care what it goes on as long as it goes and I can watch it. And it comes on quickly. <laughs> I think it'd be, if it's done to the standard of Supernatural, I think it'd be a very good show. Yeah, I can't see him doing rubbish, you because he's, he's Espe- especially being a big fan of the original. Yeah, no, I think it'll be if it gets going to end the production, they put a good extra good season, I suspect. But watch this space, right, Amanda? Last bit of news for today, then for Supernatural from you and I believe, isn't it? Yeah, it's um, my thoughts on the first episode. Right. So it will continue spoilers if anyone's listening and they haven't right. seen the first well, episode of as- season fifteen. Anybody knows, obviously, when I do do reading the bed, Amanda, our book review podcast, you would know we do sort of spoilers. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Yeah. You're now entering the spoilers. Over to you, Amanda, go on then. Okay, so um, I'll start with a slightly negative thing. I think I I was a little bit disappointed at the beginning, actually, with the zombie ghost fire. Yeah, I was a bit of that. Have you seen it? Read read about it, Amanda, my beloved. No, I haven't seen it yet, so. Well, they escaped and they also didn't they, Amanda? Okay. So. Yeah, and the, the last episode before that it ended and they were surrounded and it just seemed like they were more lining up <clears> to <throat> fight them than anything. If they'd all charged at Sam, Dean and Cass at the same time, they wouldn't have stood a chance. And that's what happened. They, they managed to get their way out and fight their way into a church, and which had a line that seems to have gone down very, very well, doesn't it? In down to church. Oh, yeah. And what happened there, Michael? When they were going to starve to death, and Cass says, well, I won't starve. But it wasn't in a selfish way, it's just the way he says it, like, yeah. you don't think. 
He was just pointing out a fact. Now, then what they did then, Michael, was, and this was really good bit, good bit this was, um, Jack, who got killed off at the end of the last series, yeah. they actually got some sort of demon entering his body. And yeah. Amanda read up on this, didn't you, Amanda? Yeah, and if they're going by the same mythology as what I read, then he's one of the seven princes of hell and he's the father of God. Okay. So, and then he got them all out of there. Then it, and then it became apparent when they went to the nearby town, didn't they? That various classic monsters were coming back. And the clown one yeah. came back, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, and Bloody Mary. And, uh, oh, who was the other one now? The woman in white. Well, that's you, three of them. And that's what I mean. I said it was the hint basis straight away now. Because there were lots of classic monsters coming in the series. Well, you can't have to do as fan service for the yeah. final series. And the, the big hint was, go on, Amanda, about hell. With the vision that Cass got when he was trying to heal Samuel. Oh, not that. Not that. Oh, all about okay, no, no, no. That later. <laughs> yeah. When they asked about the cage. Oh, they said um, Michael was in the cage and it opened. And obviously he's not going to be very happy. So we've got that to look forward to. That's the brother of the half of that. Mm. But there's rumours going on, Amanda. I've seen pictures that's on set of you where there's two Adams. No, I've not seen that. Yeah, two Adams, rumour has it, so we don't know what that means yet, so that's why. So. But I said there's, there's plenty going on. And then what happens also later, Michael, Amanda, then, with this vision then that Cass has? Yes, yeah, so. Um... When Sam shot God in the shoulder, it the gun does the same thing to him. So he's got a bullet wound in his shoulder now. And as soon as I saw that, I thought, that's going to cause problems. And then people started saying, oh, it's um, when Cass tried to heal him, he saw Sam killing Dean. And then everybody started saying that Sam's going to get possessed by Lucifer again. And that's the vision of when he kills him five years after... The, he was supposed to do the um, all-out fight thing and be vessels for Michael and Lucifer. Watch your space, eh? You, you, you would have seen the episode in season five. No, I'm a little bit, behind, Dean, I'm a little bit behind there, Dean, guys. Dean went to the future. It was, it was in 2014, but they went five years into the future to see what would happen if he said no to Michael. And it turned out that Sam ends up killing him then. And he said, see you in five years, which is about now. Watch his face. Now, the other bit of um, news, and interesting bit, Amanda, was obviously, and you liked, obviously, we do, there's lots of speculation where people could be going now. They've dropped plenty of hints, haven't they? But I know there's a bit at the end of it where, yeah, they'd gone and got all the number of monsters cornered in as part of town, hadn't they? A temporary spell. Yeah. And then at the end of there, what happened at the end of the episode? You liked them, and it was a nice knockback. Knock oh, yeah, when they looked in the trunk and they were talking about how they've got billions of ghosts to fight, and then they said, we've got work to do, just like they did at the, in the first season. Yeah. And it kind of flashed back to their younger selves at that moment for a second. Cool. And good first episode, Amanda. Do you think so, on all in all? Yeah. What would you give out of the market? Sorry? I've got theories about what might happen, but I'm going to keep it to myself for now. Yeah, should we keep, keep it in suspense, then, shall we? And what mark... <laughs> yeah. Do you want to give an episode a mark out of ten? I'd give it nine and a half. You look at that, say, I'll give it nine, OK? That's it. In future supernatural elements of comic unity, 
this might go for two or three parts and Amanda gives little reviews in every episode. My dear Amanda. Yeah. She's actually there. Of course, everyone knows Amanda she is our supernatural expert. Indeed. Right, Which Amanda. I'll have to episode two or three times. That'll oh, be no. hard work, won't no it? Uh, <laughs> well, the best way to put it be to everybody. Amanda, when you were first watching Supernatural, what did you used to do when your Supernatural was finished for the year? You used to go back and rewatch all the beginning, didn't you? Yeah, for the first ten seasons, and then it got too much, then. Just, just the first ten. Yeah, just the first ten, yeah. So how many times have you seen the first ten seasons, then? Probably about at least ten times. So is that impressive, <laughs> Michael? That, that dedication to the cause, that one, definitely so. Well, unless Amanda's got something else she wants to add. Have you, Amanda? Supernatural? No, nothing, that's it. Right, well, that being the case, then, we'll conclude this month's comic unity. Indeed. Thank you to Michael, as always. And thank you, Amanda, for now becoming a permanent fixture. Our third member of the Comic Unity team. So, what we're going to do now, then, is obviously Michael is waving at the camera. So, Amanda, you're going to wave at the phone as well, are you? Oh, should we all wave at the phone tonight, then, shall we? <laughs> Bye, phone. Bye, phone. See you all soon, guys. <laughs> Take care. Bye. <laughs> Pop it, pop it, pop